Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Manchester United. I'm your host Matthew and uh, today I'm talking about May United's 4-1 defeat away in the Premier League against Watford. I can't believe I'm actually saying that, but I am because that's what happened. Um, what, can, what, what can I say that's new that isn't obvious? We, we are awful, defensively awful. Um, no plan, no structure, no sort of anything. Um, I do think we've gotten to a point where I don't think these players are quite playing to their full potential, but because of the situation that's happened, I think basically what's happened now to just to kind of explain that a bit clearer, I don't think these players are playing worse. I think what's happening is is because of the mood around the team. And around the manager and the situation and all this, like you know, getting linked to Brendan Rodgers and all these other diff- all these other different things, I think it's actually getting to a point where it's unsettling the players and it's making them actually play even worse than they should be. Because I looked at certain things from like Bruno Fernandes and Ronaldo today, for example, and just certain decisions that they they were making on the pitch, and I'm just thinking. I think the system around these players and whatever type of tactics are being used, if any or whatever, I think is actually causing um, these players to play worse because basically the system that's around them has gotten so bad and so almost toxic and players are wanting to leave and... You know, the manager's like, what's he doing to inspire the team? What's Maguire doing as a captain to inspire the team? I think that's ultimately what's causing this this team to play even worse. It's sort of like, because the manager's gotten so bad, it's it's basically caused the players, I think, to play even worse than what they were, kind of, even before this, like, bad patch, which, well, not even bad patch, the bad start to the season. Um, I think we made Watford look like a top four team when they're a relegation candidate. I was quite impressed with Watford today, actually. I was genuinely quite impressed. Now, whether some of the passes that they were stringing together they were able to do because we weren't defending well enough or because they were just better coached than what I was expecting. Because I was coming into this game and I was expecting Watford to be bad because they are a bad team. They're, They're a relegation candidate team. Um, and I was kind of thinking about, because all, all, all the results we've had recently, like Atalanta played well against us, Liverpool, Man City, everybody else played well against us. And Tottenham's the only one that sort of, we got away with the Tottenham result because Tottenham were so much worse than they should have been, or they were worse than I was expecting. But obviously that was like Nuno's last game and now Conte's come in and he'll maybe be able to be able to change the situation. But I was sort of thinking before this game, like, are Watford going to be worse than Tottenham or are they going to be better than Tottenham? That was the... Because I, I, I had no idea how Man United were going to play in terms of, like, were we going to find some sort of, like, second-half spark or something like we like we usually do? Or are we going to be as disorganised as, as we've been recently? And I wasn't surprised by how bad we played. It's just because football can be a funny game and... Like, like, there's certain teams at the moment, like, you look at Chelsea games, right, and you go, okay, Chelsea are probably going to win this game, that game, whatever, because they're in a particular run of form. And they can still be surprised by certain teams, you know, because football can can be the, the game that it is. But in terms of Manchester United, 
when I do look at like the Tottenham game and I think, okay, Tottenham have at least got like Kane and Son or something like that, but then they were even worse than I was expecting. I wasn't sure how, because we're so all over the place with our form and we score like random good goals and then defend terribly and it's just kind of, because it's so uneven, I sort of looked at this game and I thought, I don't really know how we're going to play. We might play very badly, but then I also didn't know what Watford would be like. I didn't know that much about Watford. Uh, obviously, apart from the fact that they're a relegation team and they've let in a lot of goals this season. But we made Watford look like a top four um, team. Not 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 necessarily a title winning team. They, they did make some odd mistakes and odd passes here and there. I don't think that they looked on the level of like a, you know, a City, Chelsea or Liverpool. I'm not saying that. I'm I'm saying they more looked like a sort of West Ham kind of team today. But then again, I think the reason that I saw that happen today was because we made them we we caused them to be able to play better because we did things like giving them too much space not closing down passes enough not being organized at all and I think it was almost one of them things for Watford where I don't know how surprised Watford would have been with today's result obviously a little bit surprised they're a relegation team and they've beaten us 4-1 they'd, they'd be surprised about that but I almost think it's one of them things where... Because every team starts the game and it could be like what they expect and it could be slightly different. Because again, football's football and you never quite know what to expect. But I almost sort of noticed that Watford noticed how much space they had and how disorganised we were, especially defensively. And they were able to do more passing and, and, and that kind of thing, so... I don't know, it was it was interesting to witness, definitely. So Um but that's that's kind of my I mean, part, apart from the obvious things like manager needs to go, yes, obviously. Um I'm gonna say this as well. Now I've banged on a lot about Maguire and Lindelof over the two years I've done this this particular podcast. Started in August of twenty nineteen. This this is my third season I'm covering, basically for Manchester United. Um I think Lindelof's the worst defender we've ever had at this football club. Now, in terms of my lifetime, of course, I was born in 94. So, yes, there was Manchester United games that were before 1994 that I didn't see because I wasn't born. But in terms of the football I've seen, um, I think Lindelof's the worst defender we've ever had. I do think he's worse than Phil Jones. But by a by a small amount, because obviously Phil, Phil Jones has played particularly badly at certain points. But we haven't seen Phil Jones for two years, or, almost. Um, I think Maguire and Lindelof are the worst centre-back partnership we've ever had, or at least the worst partner- centre-back partnership that I've ever seen. There was a number of mistakes that they both made, of course one of them getting sent off because he couldn't control the ball. Why is that happening, by the way? So Maguire today got himself sent off because he took a touch on the ball, the ball went too far from where he was expecting, he can't control the ball, and then he goes in to like, make another touch to get the ball back and foul somebody, I think it was Tom Cleverley that he fouled. Uh, Wan-Bissaka did this, what was it, what was the what game was it, I think it was Young Boys wasn't it, uh, in, in the Champions League about a month or so ago, uh, where Wan-Bissaka was kind of in the middle of the pitch, he miscontrolled the ball with the first touch, went in for the second touch to get the ball, but by doing so he fouled whoever it was that was on the ball, um, so there's ball control issues at Manchester United, it, basically, because some of our players can't control the ball so badly to the point where they actually foul the player that's next to them. And these are players that... I mean, Wan-Bissaka's obviously younger than the Maguire and stuff. I'm not trying to take any of them off the hook or let, let either of them off the hook. But 
what's going on with that? Like Maguire's an eighty million pound in terms of his his uh, transfer fee, not his weight, his transfer fee. Um, twenty eight year old, supposed to be in his prime, centre back, and he can't control the ball. He can't control the ball so badly to a point where he fouls somebody. That needs to be looked at. But horrendous defending today yet again. Uh, Maguire getting himself sent off. Uh, in terms of the attack, there was a few sparks, a few moments, but that's not really enough. Let me just look at the stats. We had um, three shots on target. I don't really usually look at stats, but I, I noticed that we didn't really hit the target very much. I thought I'd look at that. We had uh, nine goal attempts, three on target. Uh, they had 20 goal attempts. My, that's a lot more than I thought. And seven shots on target. Four of which went in the back of the net. Could have been more. They could they could have scored more, of course, because uh, David De Gea. Double penalty save. Um, the first one probably wouldn't have counted still, even if he didn't save it because of the player that um, went into the box. Uh, that was a horrendous way to start the game. Penalty, McTominay brings a player down. Um, and we kind of go from there. Anyway, I'm kind of breaking out into the summary because I, I, I don't have anything... What What is there that's new to say about this? Manager needs to go. Team performing badly. We made Watford look like a top four team. When they're a relegation team. Um, and there's there's not much new to, to say on that. Uh, just before I do go into the summary. I found a, a picture today. Um, this is... Man United's last 10 results, so the 10 games before this game. So I'm going to read them out from oldest result to newest result. So this is going from 22nd of August to the 6th of November, which the 6th of November, that was the Man City game. That was the most recent one before the international break. Southampton won, Man United won. Man United won, uh, Wolves nil. Man United 4, Newcastle won. Man United 2, West Ham won. Aston Villa won, Man United nil. Man United 1, 1, Everton. Leicester 4, Man United 2. Liverpool 5, Man United 0. Man United 3, uh, Tottenham 0. Man City 2, Man United 0. And then now, of course, um, uh, Watford 4, Man United 1. It's relegation form, really. Um, not to sound dramatic. Now, do I think we'll get relegated? No, I don't think we'll actually get relegated. Um, although, let me just check... Uh, the current standing. So not everybody's played yet this weekend. We are 7th in the league. We've got 17 points. I, I want to look at Watford's record as well in a minute. Uh, we are 7th on 17 points. Brighton are level with us on 17 points. Palace just behind us in 9th on 16 points. Then the next couple of teams, 16 points, 15 points, 15 points. That goes down to about 12th with Leicester. Uh, Watford, who are now out of the relegation zone, thanks to us. Watford, 12 games played, 16 goals scored. Of course, well, four of them were today, so it would have been 11 goals scored previously. And 20 goals conceded. Obviously, that was 19 before this game. Uh, we may have helped Watford get out of relegation. Um, not obviously this early, like it's obviously only end of November. But, you know, every point counts towards the end of the season. And that may be something that would really help them. So I guess we've 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 done that as well. So yeah. Uh, anyway, let's break out into the uh, the summary, if I can remember all of these goals. Uh, so of course, like I said, the the missed penalty. Saw I think he, he took both penalties and missed them. Obviously, it was um, it was 
uh, hitting from the, the, the rebound with the, the first goal. But then obviously it didn't count because he was in the box at the time that he kicked the ball. Um, if some of you are wondering, by the way, I just want to point this out there. If any of you are expecting me to rant and shout and scream and all this sort of, sort of thing, I just don't do that. So if any of you are kind of thinking, like, how are you keeping your cool so much? Let's just... I mean, I don't like shout and rant and rave when I'm watching the game. But I am a little bit more um, uh, animated when I, when I watch the game. So that's kind of how I let that frustration out. Because it's kind of those, like, goal goes in, you start getting really annoyed... Now I don't really like shout at the top of my voice and swear and all that sort of thing. I know some people do, and if if you do, I suppose that's that's just that's just what you do. Um, but it's sort of like the the full time whistle goes. I take a few minutes to set up the podcast, like do an audio check, all that kind of thing, and then I sort of, as I'm in the process of doing that, I'm already calming down, and then it's sort of I'm just able to just speak because. I know I've kind of said this before and I'm kind of doing this for like new listeners. If I'm to sit here and yell down the mic and get angry and rant and rave, that doesn't help anybody. That doesn't help me and that doesn't make for a good listening material. Um, now I know sometimes for certain YouTubers or whatever or, or podcasters, when they do angry rants, sometimes it can be kind of funny. It can. There's a particular way to do it. But again, n- none of that is me. That's that's not me. I know I might shout, I might talk loudly at certain points. But there's no point in me yelling down the microphone. So if you're expecting me to kind of do that, because obviously we're just letting four goals against the relegation relegation candidate team, uh, that's just not what I'm about. So yeah. Um, but yeah, that happened with the missed penalty. Um, uh, so how did that happen? So uh, Bruno, I think, kicked the ball backwards really awkwardly. I noticed that straight away. Then McTominay does a silly foul in the box, brings I can't remember who it was down. Um, because I don't really know Watford's team, but Saar missed the two penalties, uh, and then we got away with that. Uh, then Josh King scored. I'm trying to actually remember these goals. Um, terrible defending with with all of that. Uh, they then scored in in the 44th minute as well. Um, I'm trying to remember their actual goals, and I I can't quite remember all of them. Sometimes when you like when you're performing really badly and you you're four one down by the end of the game, you don't tend to necessarily remember all the goals so I'll try, I'll try and come back to those two but anyway 2-0 down at half time um, <clears throat> and then that's the situation uh, two substitutes at half time for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer uh, Van der Beek coming on wow when is he when is he brought Van der Beek on at half time before um, never I know he's brought him off before half time before because I remember when we went 10 men down Against young boys with the the Wambasaka red card that I referenced earlier, uh, he took Donny Van der Beek off and brought the low on. I think so that we had a right back to play, uh, and Martial came on for Rashford. Um, decent substitutions, yeah. You know, bringing Donny on, we've all been um, clamouring for him to be played, but uh, of course, sometimes that doesn't or never really sort of happens very often. Uh, it didn't end up resulting in what we wanted to, so I'll, I'll give him credit for actually making subs at half time because he never really tends to do it. But uh, see, even with like, because the situation's so bad, I can't give him loads of praise just for making subs a bit earlier because it ultimately didn't really result in very much. So make of that what you will. Uh, then Van der Beek actually scored because he was on the pitch. Um, <laughs> uh, brilliant cross by Sancho. 
uh, as well. Ronaldo sort of headed it down, which was good of him. And then uh, Van der Beek was in the right place at the right time and knocked the ball in. Um, maybe Ollie's not aware, but I think you need to play this guy a little bit more. You know, this Van der Beek person that you brought, because he was kind of a bargain and he's very talented. And I thought he was amazing um, when he came on as well, because, well, he's Van der Beek and he's been brought up through the Ajax academy system. So, yeah. Um, then some other things happened. Maguire got sent off, like I said, because uh, he couldn't control the ball properly for some unknown reason. Um, then Shaw got injured and um, Delo came on. So Delo was at right back. Was Tellez on the bench? Um, Tellez was on the bench. Why didn't he bring Tellez on? I've just sort of thought of that because at the time when he he brought Delo on, I was like, oh, okay, so Delo's at right back because Wambasaka's still on the pitch. You've got your other left back on the on the bench. Why don't you bring him on for the left? You know, left back for left back instead of left back for right back. I know Delo can play at left back, but when you've got your actual second left back on the bench, why don't you bring him on instead? But I've given up trying to figure out. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's brain. So, anyway, there we go. Um, then Lingard came off for Sancho with five minutes to go. <laughs> uh, it, it He's done this so many times that it's just become a bit of a joke. These sort of, like, last, last-minute substitutions. There's one thing bringing a player on with ten minutes to go. When there's still not really much time. But bringing a, pl- bringing a player on with... In added time... Is just a joke. Like it's just a, a complete joke. Um, like what? What is he expect? And why bring off Sancho? Sancho was having a great game. What? Why? Why? Why bring off? Why are you bringing off Sancho for? Um, you could have taken off um, Matic, and you could have brought on. I don't know. Uh, maybe Fred or Eric Bailey or. I don't know, um, but why? Why are you taking off? Uh, or you know, if you if you want to take off, I don't know, because I was trying to think of Sancho for Mata or something. Because um, of course, if we take Matic off and bring on like Mata or somebody else like that, then obviously we got no CDM. So anyway, uh, that was that was that. I suppose. Um, then uh, they scored two goals near the end of the game. And um, that was what happened. So, but I I I started to feel um, I don't know. Part of me felt a little bit sad watching this. Um, and you just you have to just ask like, what what what's it got to take for this manager to get sacked? Um. What 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 has to happen, like re- results wise? Because we've taken, let me go back to the standings. We've taken seventeen points from twelve games, and you get three points for a win. Uh, we've let in, uh, goodness me, we've let, I didn't did I read this out before? We've let in twenty one goals in twelve games. So in the last three, we've let in. 
Let's see, eight. We've let in ten goals in the last three games because five against Liverpool. Uh, oh no, there was a game between Liverpool and uh, who was it again? Uh, no, sorry, in the last four games because there was the Tottenham game where we won after the. Uh, Liverpool game. So in the last four games, we've let in ten goals because five against Liverpool, uh, four here today. No, not ten. Nine. So four and five is obviously nine, and then the other two. So eleven goals. So eleven goals in the last five games that we've we've let in. Because um, if those hadn't happened, we'd have let in ten goals instead of twenty-one. And we've only scored well, t tw twenty goals in um, twenty goals scored in twelve games is still a fairly decent amount. I mean, Man City have played eleven games; they've scored twenty-two, so that's not that much different. But the Man City have let in six, and Chelsea have let in four. West Ham have scored twenty-three; they've let in fourteen. Liverpool have scored thirty-one; they've let in eleven. Arsenal have scored thirteen, conceded thirteen. Um, Wolves is twelve and twelve, and then ours is twenty and twenty-one. So. Yeah, um, and even what we, we've let in more goals than Watford actually, because Watford have played twelve games, they've let in twenty goals, and we've let in twenty-one. But obviously, Watford haven't scored as many; they've scored sixteen, and we've scored twenty. So we've just about scored more goals than them. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Is the is the ultimate uh, sentiment and. So I was going to like have a little look on Twitter and see is he getting sacked but probably not. But there yeah, you just have to ask like um, what is it going to take? Well, I, how, how many more games and goals? How many more games do we have to lose? How many more goals do we have to let in? So yeah. Um, Alright let's take a quick break. Do a little bit of housekeeping and then we'll get into player ratings which should be fun. See you in a minute. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us 
of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film. And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. All right, let's go through this on the uh, on recent uh, podcast for Entertainment Talk. Uh, so recently on Entertainment Talk, I did a podcast today just before the game started. Uh, Battlefield 2042 is a disaster. That's the name of the podcast, and it talks about the fact that Battlefield 2042 is a disaster. Getting into my uh, experience of first-person shooters and how Battlefield compares to those other games. Uh, the actual problems with the game itself and just kind of getting into some of those things. There's no spoilers obviously because it's just a multiplayer game so you can listen to that if you'd like to. On the Walking Dead podcast uh, we're up to season 2 episode 7. We've got just 3 episodes left of the series because uh, it was built to be 2 seasons. So there's that podcast which was good to do. Uh, over on the United cast did a few bonus episodes recently in case uh, some of you may have missed them. Uh, talks about Ronaldo and how he was essentially a uh, PR signing for the Glazers to make them look good. Of course they have to do a lot to actually look good but um, yeah uh, getting into some stats and some numbers that uh, David was able to, to send me because he received an email. He thought it would be good for a United cast episode so he sent me them and I went over some actual stats and numbers and uh, basically some social media information regarding uh, Ronaldo's signing. Uh, over on Discovering Star Trek, I did a podcast update for Star Trek Discovery. If you're wondering where my review is for yesterday's episode, uh, we're not getting them on Netflix. Um, I don't want to get all into everything here, but there will be the episodes will be shown next year for the UK on Paramount Plus. But I don't want to spend too much time on this podcast explaining the situation uh, if you want to know more about that you can listen to the podcast and find out what's going on with that uh, over in the US there'll still be Thursdays on Paramount Plus for the US for those episodes but uh, not for Netflix in the UK basically for, for this time over on Gaming Talk we talked about the Game Awards the actual nominations uh, so what's been nominated for Game of the Year and etc etc best performances and all, all those sorts of uh, different categories so that was good uh, we talked about Call of Duty Vanguard. There was some controversy around uh, something that was happening in one of the story parts of the game. And we talked about the fact that Spider-Man is joining the Avengers game uh, a long, long time after he was actually announced to be in the game. So there's that. Uh did a uh, spoiler talk podcast for um, the Good Girls series finale. It was cancelled after four seasons. I've now finished the four seasons. So I talked about ultimately what ended up happening with those seasons obviously it's a spoiler episode it says so in the title so if you haven't seen those episodes of good girls uh you're going to want to save those until you finish the show itself also on the united cast i uh, talked about uh how many i've missed daniel james some of you are going to laugh at that because you think he's very bad but just talking about more the system and the tactical nature of how he kind of fit into the team obviously he's not there anymore because he was sold so just talking about that particular situation uh, over on the Marvel film side of reviews, I got to see Eternals. I loved it. I gave it a must-see rating review, and you can check out that if you want to. If you haven't seen Eternals, the first half of that is a spoiler-free section, so I talked about that. And uh, lastly, I did another United Cast episode, just took some opportunity because there was the international break. Uh, talking about the British media's agenda against foreign players, which is quite obvious 
but I wanted to take an opportunity to talk about that. So that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. You can also find us on uh, podcast platforms if you search for Entertainment Talk. Uh, player ratings, David De Gea. Uh, I know he. I know four goals were put in the net, but I'm going to give him... You know, I'll give him a nine. There was a few goals that went in, obviously. I still think he was our man of the match. So I'm going to give him a nine. I thought he was very, very good. Saved a lot of shots. Saved two penalties. Of course, one of them wouldn't have counted technically, but still saved two penalties. And uh, had a very, very good game. Uh, one Bissaka, I'm going to give a 3. I thought he was very average again today. Um, made multiple mistakes. I don't think he was very good on the ball. And uh, ultimately just um, had a bit of a poor game, I think. Uh, Lindorf and Maguire both get zeros because they were terrible. Um, just doing all the usual problems. And what I don't understand is... So you've got Saar, you've got King, and you've got Dennis, I think... Um, they're known to be fairly quick players, especially Saar, who of course scored um, a couple of the goals. He scored one, scored one of the goals. Josh King scored the first goal. Um, so Eric was Eric Bailey on the bench. Eric Bailey was on the bench again. And so what our managers decided to do was, okay, their strikers are very fast. So what I'm going to do is put our two slowest centre backs. In the team. Because I can't drop them. Because I don't want to. Um, And then let the fast attackers. Run against our defence. And it happened every single time. That Watford hit us on the break. Lindelof and Maguire couldn't get back. Because they're not quick enough. And it makes for a pretty awful partnership. Um, And I've I've kind of said my piece on that. So here we go. Luke Shaw. I'm going to give him about the same score. As as Wan-Bissaka. I'll give him like a 3. I thought he was bad. Again, um, but yeah, he's just uh, just didn't play very well again. Uh, McTominay, I'm going to give a zero. Thought he was dreadful. Um, made like one good pass, I think, which could have potentially set up a goal, but caused the foul on on Saar, which um, gave them the penalty within ten minutes, and just looked awful again today. Uh, didn't have his friend uh, Fred with him. He had Matic in midfield. Matic, I thought, had a bit of a poor game. Uh, I did think he did some some better things though than some of the other players. So I'm going to give him a five. I thought it was just like a below average performance. So I'll give him a five. Uh, Sancho, I thought, was very good. Um, really good actually. I'm going to give him. I'll give him an eight. I think eight eight's a pretty good score. Uh, could have even done got gotten a higher score if he'd have stayed on the pitch. Um, so I'm going to give him an 8. I thought he really showed some of what he was capable of today. Some really good crosses. Of course, technically gave an assist to Van der Beek. I know Ronaldo headed it back, but Sancho was the one that crossed it into the box. And uh, it's amazing what happens when you put somebody in their correct position. Um, what I mean by that is the, you know, the position on the pitch with, with him being a right midfielder. It's amazing what happens when you actually put somebody in the position they're supposed to play. So, yeah. Um... Bruno Fernandes uh, missed a couple of chances, uh, gave away some passes today. I'll give him the same score as Matic. I think I'll give him a five. Uh, wasn't just, just just wasn't very good today. A uh, bit of a blow average performance. Rashford um, did have a shot on target that could have maybe gone in. Would that have made a difference? Probably not. Uh, I'll give him like a five as well. I thought he was he was fine, but obviously he got brought off at a certain point. Uh, Ronaldo, I've got to give a 4 to today. Um, not a 42, a 4 I've, uh, I'm going to give him today. 
um, did have a few chances to score. He he did have a few chances to score, and he didn't really take them. Um, did have a shot saved at one point, so there's that. But I just expect a bit more from Ronaldo. But again, going back to the comment I made about 20 minutes ago, I think it's gotten to a point where some of our players who are a lot better than they, who, who are a lot worse than they should be, or sorry, the, the players that are performing a lot worse than what we expect. So, so players like Sancho, Bruno, Rashford, Ronaldo, right, just for this team's examples, they're all great players, but are they just, are their performances a cause of the crumbling, what, what's crumbling around them? You know, the, the system, whatever tactics, the, the disorganisation of the team, the lack of a plan. Are they just suffering because of that? Because do I think that Sancho, Bruno, Rashford and Ronaldo are bad players? No, I think they're all very good players. <clears throat> I think Ronaldo is one of the best players in the world. But you can't always necessarily just stick a bunch of great players into your team and not really put a plan together for them. Because um, I'll tell you something as well. I... I um. I noticed today, because um, I mentioned to a friend earlier this week, we were talking about um, Man United and, and that kind of stuff. And I was talking about um, Ajax, because I'd watched a few clips of Ajax with Van der Beek, and just to, just to see kind of more of what they do. And um, I mentioned about like triangles and, and that sort of thing. Um I actually did notice Watford doing a few triangles at certain points. There was actually one point in the game I noticed, probably more than a few points, where um, Watford had like an upside down triangle, right? So I guess a V, if you, if you want to put it that way. And so the player on the right side of the triangle, so let's say you've got a V that's pointing, um, or like an arrow, an, in the shape of an arrow that's pointing away from our goal. So two players... Um, next to each other and then one player behind them so that type of shape of a triangle whether you want to call that a v or whatever the player on the right side of that triangle or the the v passed it to the one on the left as that was happening the player at the bottom of that v ran towards the right and he was able to receive the ball from him so it was a sim it was a really simple thing that man united should be doing as well where they pass the ball from the left to the left, basically. And then while the player who's just passed the ball was running into the box, almost like a dummy run sort of thing, but I guess he was running into the box to get ready to receive a cross. As he was running and as the ball was going along the floor, the player at the bottom of that V ran forward into the space. But what Man United did, there was about two players that followed the player who who made that first pass. So what that's what what we allowed them to basically do is get the space so that the other player, that the third player in this in this particular situation, was able to run down the it was down our left hand side, so down their right hand side of of the uh, the, the pitch, so to the left hand side of our of our box where Shaw would normally be, or where he's supposed to be. And then as the player was a, I, they didn't they didn't they didn't score from this. I think they crossed it in and we cleared it or something, or they might have missed or or whatever. But I'm not talking about the end product of that. I'm just talking about that movement itself. They passed the ball to the left. Then the player who was at the bottom of that V ran all the way to the right. Nobody tracked him because he got the ball and nobody was anywhere near him. But two Man United players followed that that first player. Why is nobody marking that third player who they think, okay, they're making a little bit of like a pass, it's just basic pass and move really, which I mentioned in the Man City game, because they were doing it as well, but we don't do it for some reason. 
or we don't do it often enough. Why is nobody tracking that other player? That that's what you gotta be asking, especially when you're playing a four-two-three-one. Why is nobody tracking that player? Uh, and then they were able to play the ball down that side and cross the ball in. And of course, if they were a slightly better team, they might have scored from that move. But I don't really ever see Man United do things like that, like little triangles. Um, and it's basic football stuff. It's not some sort of like, you know, Pep Guardiola, Barcelona, you know, tick attacker sort of tactics. It, 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 it's nothing like that. It's just passing and moving in triangles. Um, it's what every Premier League club should know how to do. Whether you're like Norwich or Bournemouth or whoever, Watford in this in this case, it should be able to do that. But um, yeah, I noticed that one particular point. So uh, let's move on to subs because um, Donny van der Beek came on. I'll give him a nine as well. He was very very good. Um, Marshall did pretty good as well. Lingard, I don't remember him even touching the ball. Uh, Martial, I give him an eight. He looked alright when he came on. Looked good. Maybe he wasn't on for lo- for quite long enough, but um, that's not his fault. But Van der Beek, I give a nine to as well. So out of Van der Beek and David de Gea, I don't know which one to give my man of the match to. But the fact that so often for the last few weeks I've been giving de Gea like tens and giving him the man of the match, that's a bad thing. Because <clears throat> if we played better, our goalkeeper shouldn't have as much to do. Because the defence should be stopping the ball from even getting to our goalkeeper. Because we should be stopping passes and shots and things like that. But we don't. So um, I think I'd go with De Gea. Just because um, we probably would have lost this game by about 6 or 7-1. If, if he didn't make some of the saves that he did. Uh, including the second penalty. Obviously the first one wouldn't, wouldn't have counted anyway. But with the... Uh, with the second penalty, there's a few other shots that he saved, and he's re- he's really keeping us in certain games. And as much as I appreciate Van der Beek's performance in this game, um, De Gea just really pulled out stops today again. So there we go. Massively disappointing. We go again on Tuesday. Um, I'm going to need to rush back from work on Tuesday because I finish work at half past five. Uh, my afternoon cleaning job during the week. And that game is at 5.45. So I'm going to uh, need to try and get home quick, a bit quicker. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but anyway, that's for that's for me to figure out. So, um, that's Villarreal. That is on uh, Tuesday. That's away from home. I just want to check because I don't know. Champions League group stage. Because I've already gone over the Premier League table. Let's look at our group. Where is our group? Um, oh, I clicked on Europa League. My mistake. Uh, Europe, Champions League, group stage. We are in group F. So, um, this is just me looking for looking ahead to the Champions League Tuesday game. So, we are top of the group on seven points. Villarreal have also got seven points. Um... Atalanta have got five. Young boys have got three. So young boys can get six. They can get nine points. So young boys can technically still win the group. Because there is enough games for them to have more points than what we've got. So that means we can still get knocked out of the Champions League into the Europa League. So if Villarreal beat us on Tuesday. They will then go top of the group. They will be three points clear of us. Um... Atalanta are on five points, so they obviously have got young boys. If they beat, if Atalanta win that game, that will then cause us 
to go to third, which is the Europa League spot, and then there'll be one game left. So we're still in danger. We're, we're still a bit of in a bit of danger. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just looking at the table and saying what the point situation is. Um, so that's quite worrying, I suppose. Um, so that's what people were talking about when they said like Ronaldo saved us with the Atalanta, with with that goal against Atalanta that made it two two. That's what they were talking about. Um, because then obviously the points would have been would have been a bit different. So we shall see. Um, it depends how it depends how the Atlanta uh, young boys game goes. <coughs> so yeah. Um, and then I don't know if I'm able to check. I think we got Chelsea next weekend. Which whew, um, Chelsea won again today. I think Chelsea are going to win the league. I, I do. I know it's a bit early, but that's just my early kind of prediction. Anyway, it's enough about other teams. That's enough for this episode. I'm uh, done with this particular episode. And um, I'll see you all on uh, on Tuesday um, for all of those things. So, in the meantime, uh, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. You can also find us as well on podcast platforms, TV, video games, films, Manchester United podcasts. If you would like to have your say, what do you think of the team at the moment? And look, if you still want Ollie as the manager and you're still Ollie in, I'm not going to like judge you for that. That's your opinion. I think your your opinion's wrong, but you're still allowed to have that opinion. So if you do want to write in and think like there's something you've noticed about Ollie or you think he's the right man, um, I will let you have your say still. Um, and I won't like block anybody's emails or anything, you know, anything stupid like that. But if that's what you think and you want that to be read out on the show, um, then then you're more than welcome to have that opinion and have that voice. Of course, if you're somewhere in the middle, if you're not sure, or if you definitely want Ollie out, then you're all welcome to write in as long as you're all polite and that sort of thing. So that's that's all I ask for. Uh, as well not that there's been any incidents I'm just kind of stating that fact but if you want to write in let me know what you think uh, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org Twitter eTalk UK there's a contact page and information in your show notes also if you're looking on the post version for this podcast sorry the website version of this podcast you can also scroll down use the email box that quite a few of you do actually use you can write in your email and your message in there send your thoughts in let me know what you think you can also click on or copy and paste the email name which is also in your show notes um and you can write in and have your say so uh you're more than welcome to do that uh if you want your tv and your film news david's got you covered over on geektown.co.uk geektown radio is also the weekly podcast that comes out on tuesdays you can find that on the same website or by searching for geektown on your favorite podcast platforms bex is streaming daily pretty much over on twitch trista bytes trista b-y-t-e-s go and give her a follow over there uh, you can also follow me on twitch as well etalk uk for my different gaming streams uh if you're interested to see what i would do with the manchester united team uh thursdays 11 45 p.m on twitch uh, for gmt so uk time um that's on twitch etalk uk you can search for me on there on twitch uh the pez um 2020 coach mode um, I do that on there we've done two episodes so far the first one's available on youtube so if you've missed the start of the series youtube entertainment talk plays for that and i will put episode two up on youtube uh before the next episode i don't know about today but at some point soon look out for that at some point soon so there's that and uh yeah like i said if you miss any of the previous streams youtube entertainment talk plays if you want to check out any of those thanks for listening um and i will see you next time uh goodbye <laughs>